Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get kava fine. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Kava and Kettlebells. This is Charles. Hey, guys. This is Heidi. Thank you again for tuning in. If you haven't already, please rate or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at kava underscore kettlebells. Share with your friends and family. Really help us get this message out. All right. On today's episode, we thought we would talk a little bit about my fitness journey and my journey as a personal trainer. Yeah, so... um Everyone who's been following us, really appreciate it, guys, especially on Instagram, all the reposts of the uh, reviews, the, the posts we've been making. Um, also, too, just everyone who's been reaching out uh, via DMs, just appreciating what we do. That really makes us super stoked because, um, honestly, like we're, we're just doing this to provide value to people, to get the word out on Kava, um, other botanicals out there to get people, hopefully... Um, you know, maybe away from alcohol or just to get uh, more on the healthy lifestyle, right? And we truly believe that, um, you know, kava especially for us is a huge thing, getting away from alcohol and just kind of fitting in with our lifestyle. And the more people that we can share it to and, uh, you know, just spread the word, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and it's really been awesome too because I feel like, I'm just going to be honest, like in our direct circle with our family and friends, very few of our family and friends are open to the ideas that we talk about with um, just healthy living and kava especially. So it's kind of cool for us to see that there is a whole community out there that really appreciates it and really wants to learn more and um, to connect that way. So that has just really been a blessing for us to, to have that as well. So thank you guys so much. We super appreciate it. So yeah, share the show, get your friends in the know about kava. Um, uh, you know, I think it's an awesome thing and just keep on sharing. And, and, uh, so today, like, like, uh, Heidi said, we're going to talk about sort of her fitness journey and, you know, we've been doing a lot of, uh, podcasts on like Kava and that kind of stuff. And which is awesome. It's what we're about and, you know, uh, healthy living obviously and working out. But I think today can, can I give a glimpse into us, uh, as people, uh, more specifically with Heidi, kind of her background, um, just kind of get a little more background before, uh, the peeps behind the podcast, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, this is our life now, like fitness is our life, you know, that movement daily, that is really what our life is centered around, but it hasn't always been that way for me at least. No way. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. So I think, yeah, I just thought it would be a great opportunity. We're approaching my four year anniversary of becoming a certified personal trainer. So I just thought this might be a great time to just give you guys that history of where I came from in my fitness journey, because yeah, I wasn't always like this. I was kind of active in high school like I did cheer for a couple years I did dance for a couple years and track a little bit like a quarter of a season but really generally I was kind of pretty lazy and then I would just stop and I always just had that super small body um, it was always something I struggled with being embarrassed about. I was always like, oh, cute little Heidi. She's so tiny. Um, but I hated it. Like, I hated that I, I felt like I couldn't put on size. And and that's one thing, that, especially with, um, I, I guess, all body tops. Sorry, all body types and all, <laughs> all genders. Um, it's not always about being overweight. A lot of times, especially with females who are super skinny, they can be very self-conscious about that also, which you just alluded yeah, to. Yeah, males too. Like I work with um, a few male clients who I think it's even harder for a guy to be super tiny and yeah. feel like they can't put on size 
um, because it's just, yeah, it's, I feel like, again, people always focus on losing weight, which is super important. It's not good to be overweight, but there's both, both ends of the spectrum. People who are super tiny struggle just as much and are just as insecure. So I was never, you know, super fit. And then I met Charles. Um, we'll cover this in a, another podcast, but we actually met in the fifth grade and, um, we yeah. were, <laughs> But we, so we, we haven't been together since the fifth grade. Right, right. We just knew each other in the yeah, fifth grade. We, then we went our separate ways. Right. We went our separate ways and we linked together back up in college, but holding our story. Yeah. <laughs> so back in college is when we met freshman year, we started dating and Charles was always into that fitness lifestyle, not as dedicated as he is now, but he, you know, was training for a show and he was super into working out he would always try and get me to go with him and I would kindly decline <laughs> yeah so I mean I I would say I, I probably started getting the fitness like I guess uh maybe in high school I mean I wasn't really into like the weight room as much I, I would go and stuff I had a gym membership but I say it wasn't really until college uh freshman year was when I started like kind of like actually getting the lifting and then uh more throughout college was definitely into working out and everything and uh, that's when i joined like uh, air force rotc for those that don't know that's uh how you commission into the air force as an officer um, that's one way you can it's, it's, yeah it's one way but um obviously for the military uh, you gotta be fit and stuff and uh, so i was like very into like fitness running swimming all that kind of stuff um yeah it was it was my lifestyle and dating heidi i <laughs> you know like i don't know i i guess i would say Maybe a couple of years in, like, you would start going with me every once in a while during college, but... Yeah, so, I mean, in college, I think I went to the SRC, like, the, the rec center, like, once. Because you used to work there, and I think I went... I would go and, like, bring you stuff. I'd bring you, like, you bring me like a Bring me, like, protein bars and stuff. <laughs> and I think I w worked out there once. Um, and I remember my sweet mate, uh, Christina, she would go regularly, and she'd always try and get me to go with her also. And I'd be like, nah, girl, you do you. <laughs> but uh, for those, like, again... Um, you don't know like Heidi back in college was, was very very small uh very very skinny very frail and uh, kind of like you said I mean I, I remember like yeah everyone kind of like alluded to you as like you know cute little Heidi and like you know very very like dainty and stuff um so I guess let's start talking about like when you did start yes. getting fitness yeah so I um was never really my lifestyle and then uh Charles deployed and our daughter was well, so, about so fast forward a little bit like I guess before we get to there so we ended up getting married like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, towards the end of college. Heidi had graduated college, but I was still doing an extra year. Um, because of ROTC, I'd start late, so I had to do an extra year before uh, I went active duty, and I graduated. But um, So that, that was back in Arizona. We went to Arizona State University. And then right as I graduated, we I, I went to active duty, so then we moved to Florida, uh, Pensacola, where I was doing training. And that was our, pretty much like our second year married together. Yeah, so I guess I did, I did skip a bunch. So randomly here or there, I would work out. Charles would, I remember in Arizona in that Mesa house, yeah. uh, he would give me like little calisthenics and I would just be like, I'm dying, I can't do this. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, thank you, I can't do this. Um, we, then we had an apartment and I would randomly go to the little apartment gym. And, but I would just do like what I knew, like crunches and push-ups and I didn't really know what I was doing I wouldn't lift weights 
And then in Pensacola, I actually forgot until just now, um, I went with my friend um, Siobhan and a couple other girls, and we would go to the gym a few times, and I felt like, and we even did some, like, classes. I did a couple spin classes, which are terrible, and I'll never yeah, do again. Yeah, I, I remember you going to the gym. Yeah. So, again, like... Uh, and then I got pregnant. That, that was, so our first year... Um, moved away from Arizona. Again, this is a, kind of like our second year-ish of marriage. Uh, we had just left Arizona. Again, we were at my first duty station down in Pensacola, Florida. Beautiful place. And I was going through, um, I was going through flight school at the time. And, uh, so I, I was, you know, busy doing that. And I would get my, I remember I would work out like super early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so like I couldn't go with you, but I remember. And he was gone like all day. So it was, yeah. it really was an important time for me to just like find other spouses to, cause I wasn't working. We weren't going to be there very long. So find other spouses to, to do stuff with. So I did start working out a little bit and I felt like I was getting into a good yeah, little you're, routine. You're getting into it. Then you got pregnant. Then I got <laughs> pregnant, which was for some plus, but it was not intended. So it was definitely um, a surprise. And actually we got pregnant. Charles got back from flight school. So he had been gone for like a month and that's when I started. Well, yeah, I was at like an initial, I was at an initial training out in Colorado that you had to do before starting national flight school at yeah. Pensacola and came back and made a baby, made a baby. <laughs> so then fast forward, we went to Nebraska for our next station and, um, I, my daughter was about 18, our daughter was 18 months and Charles went on his first deployment and I joined a gym. I remember messaging him saying, can I join Gold's gym? Like, I really just need a break. And I really just joined it to drop my daughter for off the daycare. for the kids care. My friend, the same girl who I worked out with in Pensacola, her husband was also deployed. She also had a son. Our kids were a few months apart. So it was perfect. We would drop our kids off. We would like go on the treadmill, do some crunches, do some like leg curls and be like, oh, I feel very satisfied. Let me go get a Starbucks leg and call day. it a day. <laughs> leg, leg day for Heidi was yeah. like three quad extensions and the But it was, it was, it was really awesome though to have that time to connect with my friend. And then Charles, he was like, yes, you can get, yes, you can get a gym membership. I've been waiting our stoked. whole relationship. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, so I was deployed uh, downrange and I, I like, I like still remember to this day, like you're messaging me on, is it like, you know, whatever messaging app we were using right. and you were like, I want to join Gold's gym. And I was like, finally, <laughs> <laughs> I was stoked because I like, I've always been a gym rat. And I've always supported it's, that. Yeah. But... And, and, and okay. And yeah, for sure. So back that up. Like I've always been a gym rat. Like that's always been uh, a huge piece of my thing. Kind of like I said, from, you know, when I was probably like 19 years old uh, to now, like, uh, like I, I need the gym. It's just like, it's my, it's for my mental health. It's for my physical health. Obviously it's my outlet. And it's always been something, uh, big to me. And Heidi, even back before she was into fitness, always supported me. Was never the type of girlfriend or wife who was like, Oh, you're spending too much time at the gym, whatnot. She would always support it because she always knew that if I was, you know, getting my um workout in like my mindset would be better i would be just a better you know person yeah so and, I, and I, I did and i genuinely knew it was important it was more or less that i was just lazy um but i knew it was important so i would never take that away from you or make you feel guilty for prioritizing your body and yourself in that way um so i did always support you but yeah i just was 
you know, lazy and never got into it. But then, you know, so I started going to Gold's Gym. Um, I really enjoyed it. Then you came home, Charles came back, and he essentially was like my trainer, and he started training me. And it was crazy because I remember struggling to lift five pounds. Like, I, yeah. I like, visually remember doing a dumbbell bench press with five pounds and being like, holy shit, like, I can't I, do this. I remember spotting Heidi doing shoulder presses, too. Shoulder presses yeah. with, like, five yeah. five pound dumbbells and then I remember going you like going to like seven and a half dumbbells shoulder pressing that was a lot it was, it was a big step and you guys you gotta remember um well actually this was so before our our second child was born this is kind of when Heidi was starting yeah. to getting into it but after and so I feel like you were getting on, you were starting to get into it, and then you got pregnant again. Yeah, then I got pregnant again, and if you've been pregnant, you know that first trimester, it just fucking sucks. Like, your body is raising, it's growing a human child inside of you, and it takes so much out of you. You're so fatigued. You never know when you're going to feel nauseous. You never know when you're going to feel okay. And so I just, I couldn't do it. And then that was my excuse of, like, okay, I'm pregnant, so I'm just going to stop altogether. Um, and I did. So then I didn't start again until my, our second child was, honestly, I did like at-home workouts because then Charles deployed again when our youngest was two months. And I did like at-home workouts here or there, but I didn't go back to the gym till our youngest was like seven months. Yeah. And also to caveat that after our second, so after, um, Madeline was born, Heidi got down to like, I want to say like 95 Oh, pounds. actually, no, we, we skipped that. So that was Kensley. So that was another reason why I started. I, yeah, man, I forgot. That was like really like the biggest catalyst of why I started going to the gym and why I started eating differently because I got down to 96 pounds. I was nursing our oldest. And I, for those of you who don't know, nursing takes so much more out of you than actually being pregnant. Like you need to be eating more when you're nursing than when you're pregnant because all your food goes to making milk. And then my daughter started walking and I couldn't keep weight on. And so I had to stop nursing. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to go to the gym. And Charles came home and, and educated me on how to eat better. And also, so I mean, you know, hopefully like, I, I think we're gonna get maybe a picture of you up on Instagram with this Yeah, post. well, do, we should do but like a can, before and after. That'd be a we, good idea. We can show you how, how skinny Heidi <laughs> was. Um, yeah, like she was down to like 95 pounds. I remember, uh, being deployed actually at one point like i i used to deploy a lot especially yeah. back when we were in nebraska and it's i remember like every three months he would deploy yeah and i remember uh when you were that size i remember you being so so frail and essentially but like uh, again so like i'm saying this like now but like you were weak yeah i was um, but i remember like she she had to call her neighbor matt oh so uh, that's when i was pregnant with madeline for yeah, sure so yeah. like my, my good buddy uh uh matt and um uh did michelle with him at that time yeah, but they weren't married yet. That's right. So, so Matt and no, Michelle... No, yes, they were married. They were married. They were. Because I found out I was pregnant right after their wedding. That's true. And everyone kept asking me at the wedding, oh my gosh, is there a baby? I'm like, <laughs> no, bitches, I just wore the wrong dress. But, like, I was pregnant. I just didn't know. <laughs> so so our good friends, Matt and Michelle, uh, lived around us. I remember we, we still to this day, we buy this dog food for Thir our dog Yeah, 30-pound. it's a 30-pound bag of dog food. And Heidi couldn't lift the 30-pound dog food when I was gone. It was shipped by Amazon. And, like, so she'd have to, like, literally call, uh, like, our friend to, like, bring the dog food into the house when I was gone. Yeah. Because she couldn't lift it Like, it, I remember it sat outside for, like, a day. And Matt came over. And I'm like, can you please bring that inside? <laughs> <laughs> and so. 
so, yeah, so then, um, then Madeline was born, and when she was about seven months old is when I went back to the gym, and I started getting back into, like, uh, that's when I feel like my fitness journey, like, truly started, yeah. and I started getting back into it regularly. Every day we would go, we look forward to it because it was after Charles would get home from work, we dropped the kids off at the kids' care, and that was our time to just connect and bond, and I, I loved it. Yeah, and I'll say this, too. Um, you know, whether, where, wherever you're at in your fitness journey, and especially if you have, like, a partner with you, um, I, I think it's an awesome thing to share fitness together. Um, like, to be to be on the same journey, to be on the same path, and especially, like, when when both of you are on the same page when it comes to health and fitness, um, I, I think it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. Like you both support each other. It's a time for you to go do something together. That's active. Uh, when you work out, you know, your, your, uh, feel good hormones are raised up. Yeah, your oxytocin and like, everything. Uh, let's be honest, man. Like the more you work out in the fitter, you start to get like your sex life improves. It so. does. You, you feel better. Like, yeah. You, just you feel, feel better. Um, so, I, and like, that was an awesome time. I remember, you know, looking back now, so when we were still in Nebraska, it was definitely a thing. Like, you know, we, I would come home from work, and Heidi and I would go uh, train together. And it was cool seeing her progress because, I, like I, she said, like, especially at, at this time after our second child, and she was kind of, like, back to it, I do feel like this is where you kind of began, like, you're, like, really starting to build up the physique. Yeah. And that, like, knowledge that you have now. And so I had, um, again, going back, like I was really tiny when I first, first started and I, I finally saw myself gaining weight again. And a lot of that had to do with the way I was eating better and I was intentionally eating the right foods. And then, um, you know, of course I got pregnant, so I gained that weight back. But then after Madeline again, um, I didn't want to get back to that super tiny, um, person I was when I was, you know, postpartum with my first and so, and I never did. Like after Madeline, I just steadily was able to increase that muscle and it helped me lose, you know, that baby fat and just increase that muscle size. So then. I, I do think something to comment though, um, especially for those of you, uh, male or female out there, who are trying to put weight on or try gain muscle, strength training is so important. Like yes, you need to strength train and limit the cardio. Yes, it's still. Still do cardio, like it's still good for you, yeah. um, but limit it. But you need to focus on strength training and focus on getting strong. Um, a strong body, and you can look at the literature now that's out about weightlifting and, and resistance training, especially as you get older. It's like one of the biggest things that can help you, uh, help your mort mortality rate is by being strong, helps osteoporosis. It's um, the only thing I have worked with um, women, especially women, they are so much more prone to osteoporosis. It is literally the only thing that is proven to reverse osteoporosis. Nothing else. Yeah, but I mean, just just being a strong person in general, right, is going to make you so much more resilient. Um, so strength training should be the the pinnacle of that program, and also like Heidi's been mentioning too, your your diet. So needing to eat. You need to eat food to get muscle. I'm sorry, wait, what? You need to <laughs> you need to eat food, quality food, to gain quality muscle and to keep yourself healthy. Yes. And that's yeah, so we'll do a whole nother episode on that. But that truly was 
Um, it's just, it's the combination, honestly. You need to have the proper nutrition and the proper strength training. Now, when we say strength training, it doesn't have to be lifting weights. That is an easy way to do it, but it can be resistance bands. It can just be body weight squats and push-ups. Like, you're giving resistance against your body. Uh, so, it doesn't have to be weights. That's just the route that, that I chose and that, you know, worked best for me. But, so then we... Um, so, this time, we, we had moved to uh, Tucson. So, yeah, so we were in Nebraska, and then we moved to Tucson. Back to Arizona. Yeah. Because uh, I I switched uh, airframes, so I, uh, for those that can't know, I'm in the Air Force, and um, I used, uh, I, was, I was a flyer, so I fly on airplanes and um, do stuff, and uh, I was on one airplane in Nebraska, and then I uh, decided to cross-train to a different airplane, and that was located out in uh, Tucson, Arizona, which was, which was cool at the time because... We're from Arizona. Yeah, so all our family was in the Phoenix area. Yeah, so we got to go back uh, to our home state, Arizona, but we were just down in Tucson, which is like two hours to the south of Phoenix. Yeah, so we got there in March, and um, we found a gym that literally was our first, our priority when looking for a house was it needed to be close to Target, and it needed to be close to base, and it needed to be close to a gym. And, and in and out. And in and out, yes, which is funny because we were so excited for in and out, and then we really didn't even eat it that much when we got there. But we found a house that was perfect to all four things. It's so all four. <laughs> and also, going back to in and out, though, I still say in and out is the best burger. It is. Sorry if you disagree, but it's the best. Yeah, I agree. So we got there in March, and then... Um, I was just, we were really getting in a groove. I loved the gym we went to. Such a great community. Uh, it was just amazing. They were so good with our girls, the kids care. And then in August, um, Charles got asked to come back to Arizona State University. The ROTC detachment asked him to come back to do a guest, you know, Yeah, to come speak. back and just like talk to the, um, the youngins about the Air Force and um, all that kind of stuff. So we actually drove up to... Um, Arizona State uh, one morning, and I went and talked to the t uh, the kids there. And um, unfortunately, that day, on the way home, all four of us were in the car because we brought the girls up that day. Uh, we got in a pretty much near fatal uh, accident, and we'll probably talk do an episode on this uh, separate time. But um, it was a a very 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 bad accident. Um, Heidi was aerovacked away from the scene. She ended up spending uh, almost five weeks in hospital. Three. It was three like, weeks? Yeah, a little over three weeks. Okay. It, I guess four years ago now, it kind of seems. <laughs> yeah. But five years, actually, coming yeah, up. Yeah, coming up five years. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, well, it seemed like ages that you were in the hospital. Yeah. Um, so I had, uh, they diagnosed it as TBI, traumatic brain injury, which is, of course, just a very vague, overarching diagnosis. But my, I had brain bleeds and... They just, when it comes to brains, like, they don't always know why it happens and how it's going to turn out. Um, and so it was pretty severe. Long story short, we won't get into it. We'll talk about that on another episode. But I basically had the worst of it. And in the beginning, Charles can talk more about this, but I just didn't remember anything. I didn't remember who Charles was. I didn't remember who the girls were. And so then I eventually was sent to a neurological rehab center. And um, it was just kind of... A waiting game to see when I would come to and eventually yeah. I, di I did so I was able to be discharged 
Um, and that was a miracle, but then it was a, a waiting game of recovering at home. And um, but I will say, the day you got released from the hospital, <laughs> what do you think? Where do you think we went, guys? We went to the fucking <laughs> the day Heidi got released from the hospital after almost fucking dying in the car accident, having the TBI, multiple brain bleeds. Um, again, we'll do a different episode on this, but fucking day she got out of the hospital, went to the gym. Went to the motherfucking gym. I am not, <laughs> Gotta I'm have not priorities. shitting you. you. Gotta have priorities. But I, you also, I remember you wanted to, because I remember... I did, because that was like last, my happy place. That was yeah. like mentally like what, you know, it was like that outlet. So especially, you know, in the hardest times in my life, that's what grounds me. And so, yeah, like that's, I just, I needed it. Yeah. And that, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have a, a picture of you <laughs> that day. I'm serious. I, I'm pretty sure I have a picture of you that day in the, the gym um, when we left the hospital, but... Um, yeah, so, like, want, want to talk about, like, a gym rat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was, I remember, too, going the, the first few days, um, and just, like, because people knew, people knew that there was an accident, people knew I had been gone, and I just felt like people were kind of, like, staring at me, like, it was like this, oh, she's alive! Well, they're probably, they're probably thinking, like, why the fuck is she here at the gym? <laughs> probably! <laughs> But, but no, so big setback, but then um, you got back on track. Yeah, so, and I we I think we forgot to mention, too, when we had got to Tucson, that's when I decided I wanted to become a personal trainer. Yes. Um, so it had really just, like, changed my life. Like, fitness truly changed my life. Like, I was able to put on size for the first time in my life. I was able to... You know, fast forward, pick up that 30-pound bag of dog food on my own. Well, and... I think so much of that, too, is, like, fitness empowered you. Yes. And that's what people need to realize. Fitness empowers you. It gives you so much empowerment over your life, over your health, and it just makes you a different, different fucking person once you take control of that aspect of your life. And that's what I like to tell my clients, too, is there's so much in life that we have no control over. There's... Life can be a chaotic mess. We don't have control over so much, but that is the one thing that you have control over. You have absolute control over what you do with your body and how you move it. And I wish more people would take that into their own hands and, and utilize that power that they have. So it did. It changed my life. And so I said, you know, I wanted to become a personal trainer. Our youngest was, um, I thought, at an age where we could start her in preschool. Our oldest was going to start kindergarten, so I thought it would be good time. So I signed up for um, NCSF, National Council of Strength and Fitness, and um, I started studying for my personal training certification. So going back to the accident, I remember bringing my book, and I remember studying, like, in the car. And so that was kind of a bummer. Obviously, it's a fucking bummer we got an accident, but it um, definitely sidelined my personal training certification studies. And so yeah. I got an extension, and that was just the biggest thing I was most nervous for after the accident. It, was, it wasn't just like, oh, you're good to go. You know, I couldn't drive when I got discharged. I, I would go to the gym, but it was very hard, just the sound, like listening to everyone. I couldn't listen to music. That was too much. Listening to all the weights dropping, listening to everyone talking and in my face was just very overwhelming. And so it wasn't that my body couldn't physically do the work. It was just that my head, my brain couldn't handle it. 
and I had to, I was always sleeping, you know, I'm so thankful for Charles and how much he just really took care of me and the girls, especially when I was in the hospital and all the friends and family who came out and helped. Um, but then during the recovery, especially after I was discharged, I couldn't do anything. Like I wasn't, wasn't much help. Like at home, I just slept and, um, I felt, I felt like a burden. <laughs> no, you're just recovering. And I mean, I think you're not giving yourself credit. Like you still got to the gym. You were still trying to move and be active. Um, like you, I, I thought you were fucking killing it for yeah, I just, coming out of an accident. I know. I think died. it was, it was just hard because you want to just be able to jump back. Just like yeah. anyone can say when you have an injury of any kind or you're sick, you want to jump back to where you were. Um, but it takes time. And so I think it was frustrating. I was losing all that momentum and all that strength that I had built. Um, but you know, that happens and I just took it slow and eventually I was able to start driving again around Christmas and I was able to, um, I could manage reading. It was, I couldn't read at first. I couldn't look at a computer screen. It was just too much. And eventually, in my opinion, and even the doctors and therapists I went to said that it was a miraculously quick recovery. So I'm very thankful for that. I went to speech therapy and occupational therapy after I was discharged and very quickly they were like, you don't need this anymore. Um, so that was, that was great. And then eventually I was able to um, study and I took my per certified personal training exam in March and I passed. And I remember feeling like so nervous for that. Man, I'm going to cry right now. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Well, I remember you crying that day and you came I home. I did because it was, big... it was like a really big deal. Like I just, I felt so nervous. Like, you know, when you have a brain injury, you don't know how that's going to affect you for your entire life. And it's just something that I wanted so badly to help other people benefit from fitness like I did and help change their life in that way. But I was just so nervous that. I didn't know how my brain would react and if I would be able to do that. So I remember, you know, passing. I remember that too. Sorry. <laughs> no, guys, I mean, Heidi, uh, we'll talk about the accident more, but I mean, we, we almost lost all of our lives that day, including our girls. Um, and Heidi, especially, um, really almost died that day. And, uh, her recovery, like she's downplaying, how much it took for her to kind of come back uh, physically and mentally, but uh, this was this was a huge huge milestone when she went and passed that uh, test for her, and I remember that day too because I remember you were worrying about it, and you know I I remember telling you I'm like, a terrible test taker too. I know. <laughs> I always I know. have you, <laughs> you get very uh, anxious about tests. And I remember telling you that day just to. You know, trust yourself, and I think you did, and came out and passed. Yeah, so then I passed, so I've composed myself. <laughs> so then I passed, and um, yeah, I was just so excited. So I immediately had started doing, like, online training, sort of my own business. I had um, some clients I would do online training with, virtual training, pro workouts, nutrition, things like that. And then when my daughter started kindergarten, I got hired on at LA Fitness, which is some of you might have LA Fitness the around. Old big box LA yep. Fitness. Wonderful, wonderful place. I'm being sarcastic. No, no, it was honestly it was great. Um, it's, it's actually a decent gym. It is. It's like, a great gym. 
I absolutely loved the trainers I worked with. I think I'm so grateful to have worked with such amazing trainers who really took me under their wing and like taught me everything they could. I learned lots of different styles. I really came into my own as a trainer. I got experience with tons of clients. Um, it's really like you think you know what training is going to be like and, and then you get your first client and you're like, oh, nope, this is totally different from what I expected. So it was awesome. It was a great experience. It was really just the management. It was like super toxic management and um, any sort of big box gym, in my experience, doesn't really give a shit about the trainers. All they care about is the bottom dollar and making money. They don't truly care about their clients or the trainers. Um, but that being said, it was an amazing experience to really just come into my own as a trainer. And I really built some strong relationships with my clients. Then the pandemic hit and um, everything was closed down. And then I started to go back when it was kind of opening. It was like it would open, close, open, close, that sort of thing. Uh, but again, the management was just so fucking toxic and super sexist. And I, you know, I wasn't getting clients, and so I, I stopped. I decided yeah, I'm this just. This is this is when you pivoted, and I think, I think a lot of trainers actually pivoted during COVID. But um, you did it very well because you pretty much took your client base from LA Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I did because they, because your client, my clients loved me, and I built that strong relationship. So um i i slowly did it at first and then finally i was just like uh, i i don't have time my side business was really growing and so i said i don't have time for la fitness i'm gonna quit yeah it wasn't, and, it wasn't worth yeah the it wasn't worth cost. it yeah. and you get paid nothing and so and it, it wasn't doing it for the money it was doing it for the experience but i um I started my own business and that really went well. All my clients, when I officially quit LA Fitness, they that's another thing is waiting for their contracts to ride out at LA Fitness. And once they did, they just all left with me. And so that was amazing. So then I would train people at my home or I would go to their home, especially some my older clients who didn't feel comfortable sort of leaving their home because of COVID. I would go to their home and train them. And I also started doing PE. So I started doing... Uh, military PE students um, on base, there was... Like kids. Kids, like yeah, yeah. Like homeschool kids. Home, yeah. So homeschool students, there was a large group of homeschool students, and they were looking for a PE teacher, so I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. I was a little nervous at first. Um, yeah, I remember you didn't want to go. I, I didn't know what to expect, but honestly, that has probably been one of the my favorite things that I did. I'm so blessed that and happy that I did that, and I ended up getting like a really large group. I did that for about 18 months. And I was so sad to leave them. And it was, like, very high-paying. It was. For, like, the, Man. The one hour you had to do it. These like. homeschool students I would teach for 45-minute classes twice a week. Um, at one point, it was, like, three times a week. They were my most consistent clients. Like, they were the best. And they always showed up, probably because their parents were like, Yeah, made them go. We need a little break. You need to go do this. But they also were so, like, kids are so malleable. Like, you tell them to fix something. They fix it. They don't argue with you. They, you tell them to fix their form, they fix it. And so it was just super awesome to work with these students and they were great kids. Um, and yeah, and so then we were about to move to, again, to Alabama. So let's see how many moves has that been so far. Four moves. <laughs> Which is, so Alabama's where we're at now. Yeah. So we've been in, yeah, so Florida, Nebraska, back to Arizona, now back to Alabama. Or to Alabama. Yeah. And then um, 
so at that point, I was debating if I wanted to start my own business again in Alabama. And Charles actually found this company for me. Um, he was searching for ways for me to like work remotely in Alabama. And he found this company, Copilot. And so I applied and I have been working for them now for six months and I'm so happy. So I work, I'm a, a virtual coach basically. They have an app that I can create workouts for you and you can follow along with the app. It's so much more than an app though. We are able to be in contact daily, you know, with my clients and just like talk with them, adjust things, really figure out what's working. You know, it's really awesome. I like to consider myself like a life coach in a lot of ways because it's, yeah, it's just I about... Yeah, I because I mean... Honestly, like being a personal trainer, and especially what you're doing right now, uh, like half of it's almost like being a therapist for your client. Like, now I want to say like a therapist, but like half of it's being like, you know, that support system. Well, for them. yeah. And the whole goal with the company, which I absolutely love, is really just creating those sustainable habits, is having fitness become a sustainable habit, um, a lifestyle. And that's what I love. It's not about, you know, like, oh my gosh, let's have you lose 50 pounds in a week and have six-pack abs. That's a long-term goal. Of course that can be. That's fine. We'll work towards that. But that's not, we don't like to focus on those little goals. We just like to focus on habits and helping you create this lifestyle. Um, and sometimes, you know, you have to talk about, like, what's happening in life that's holding you back. Like, what are those barriers of entry for you to have this become, you know, a habit? And so, yeah, so I definitely and help clients, you know, overcome lots of things, not just purely fitness. We talk about nutrition, all sorts of things. So, so yeah, so that's where I am now as a trainer. I absolutely love it. I, I just get so, I have so much satisfaction, um, from just truly helping people. And I, I feel like I do. I feel like I really do help people and change their lives. And yeah, it's just crazy though. Cause if you would have told me this, Five years ago, six years ago, I would have told you you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's been such a cool journey watching Heidi and especially you know being your husband and going through all this with you. Um, really looking back to where you were uh, starting your journey to where you are now. I mean, I, I would have never thought that Heidi would become a personal trainer. Uh, you know, back when we were first dating or even when we were first married, I never thought that would be the the route that you took. But I think knowing how much fitness changed your life and empowered you, I, I truly do think it's been the ultimate role for you because you as a trainer, and I, I think sometimes I, I hate how society downplays personal trainers um, as not like a, sometimes like a real occupation. Like a lot of people don't respect it, but personal trainers really change lives. Um, Honestly, like because those of you in the fitness or who have gotten into fitness and has changed your life, you know how impactful fitness is and how impactful it is when you take power of that and um, change your life. And like, you know, to me, Heidi's a, a superhero because every day <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, though, like, you know, I, she she impacts people's lives on a daily basis. Um, and to all the personal trainers out there, like kudos to you, because you're truly making an impact on people's lives for their health and for their better. Um, you know, and I, I just think it's something that like a lot, of, a lot of times people don't understand really what a personal trainer does. Um, not just, you know, for the physical aspect, getting some of the shape, but also for like their, their mental health and their well-being. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
And I do. I, I feel like people downplay the role that fitness has on mental health. Like, yes. it is so huge. And, you know, you want to talk about especially depression, especially since the pandemic. I think we all know that mental health has not been in a good place for society. And the best medicine for that is fitness, like the absolute best medicine. And I feel like people downplay personal trainers. They just feel like, at least that's how I feel. I feel like people think it's just, oh, your fun little hobby. And I'm like, it's my position. Like, it's my job. <laughs> yeah, like you're... It's a salary job. I know. <laughs> we won't go into that though. But um, yes, it. Long story short, it has just been super satisfying and fulfilling to, to be able to to help people in this way. And even if I'm not always seen by society as you know making a difference, I know I'm making a difference, and it really makes me happy uh, to see that difference that I make. Yeah. Well, hey guys. Um... Hopefully you enjoyed today's little insight into Heidi and, again, kind of how she became a personal trainer, but more or less, like, kind of, um, I think, like, is the, the backbone of sort of, like, her personal growth in fitness um, and just overall, just, like, again, as a person. Um, maybe we'll do an episode, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll probably do an episode later on the uh, accident that we went through because there's a, there's a lot to unpack with that accident. It really changed our lives, and there was like a lot of growth that came out of that. And I think you guys just got a little glimpse of that um, from Heidi and I talking about that when it kind of like uh, pertained to her her fitness journey. But um, hopefully, this episode kind of broke things up a little bit and kind of gave uh, you know a little personal side to us. And maybe we'll start doing a little bit more of these to kind of give more insight into our. Yeah, uh, if you guys have any questions or if you'd want to hear any more specific topics about like our, our you know, history with fitness or, you know, just any questions about our, us as people. Um, or if you know you're in a similar situation and you want help on progressing forward or information and tips, um, definitely reach out. We'd love to talk more and um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in today and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Thanks.